0: Good morning. It's Friday, September 11th, 2015. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 211. My name is Chris, and we have a lot to get into today. And I will admit it, I have to eat crow like a mo today because I was wrong. I made a prediction on Tuesday's episode, and I was dead wrong. But I'm not, I'm not shy about it. I'm looking forward to telling you just exactly what I got wrong and breaking it all down. But before we get to that, we do have some other news to get into. So why don't we bring in that mumble room? Time of prop's greeting, mumble room. Hello. 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 You should eat crow, Chris. I, I will eat be. Crow. I will be, hopefully, barbecued crow. But before we get to that, there's somebody else that needs to eat a little bit of crow. It's the man with a funny laugh. So, uh, Amazon slipped this in right between all of the Apple announcements. And there's one real good reason you do that because you want to bury it. You want to bury this story and just hopefully it gets covered up in iPhone news. And that's exactly what Amazon went for. But I managed to catch it. I was looking for it. Amazon announced during all of the other hoopla. That they're finally ending the sale of the Fire Phone. The company will adjust its hardware strategy, which means probably lay off a lot of people in that cool product category group that they had, and uh, they are discontinuing the Amazon Fire Phone for both 32 and 64 gigab- gigabyte gigabyte look at me I'm an old man uh, gigabyte models. And uh, in this case, uh, people don't believe it'll make an appearance, reappearance. According to a recent story in the Wall Street Journal, Amazon has laid off dozens of fire phone engineers in its labs in California. And the Wall Street Journal also reports that the e-commerce giant is scaling back its device plans, which includes postponing a new version of the phone indefinitely. Now, an Amazon spokeswoman confirmed that the company sold out of its its inventory with fire phones uh, last in the end of August. Um, and that they, uh, they say in October they have roughly 83 million worth of inventory on hand at the end of the third quarter. It took 170 million charge because of it. So they, by, by getting rid of it, they've, they've been dumping it. Um, at launch, the phone cost $199 with a two-year AT- AT&T service agreement, or $649 without a contract. Amazon later dropped the phone to $99 with a two-year wireless contract. And then this summer, Amazon slashed the cost of the phone down to 60 including a free year of Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, yikes. Uh, in all, uh, this is um, – well, I don't know how they have this, but the reseller says that they sold 12,960 devices. Wow, that's it. 12,000 phones. So that was something they wanted to kind of bury, and I just, I thought it was worth noting, because that was like, who didn't see that coming? When they launched the phone, it was such an obvious misstep. The 3D cameras thing was weird. The price was bizarre. Locking it to AT&T in this day and age was, felt outdated. And then having a derivative version of Android, right right really is... Lollipop and, and and Google were kind of hitting their stride finally with good design with uh, introduce with introducing material design and uh, Lollipop. And they, then they, they they launched this. And it just like it just missed every single note in my opinion. It seemed obvious to me. Uh am, or am I just looking back with hindsight now? What do you guys think in the Room, Anybody have any thoughts? No,
1: it didn't even have the Play Store, so you had to sideload packages and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it will have the Amazon store, which is yeah, okay. Doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to agree too. It doesn't really. Yeah, it's not. It's not the Play Store. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get into uh, all kinds of other news of the week. This is obviously a pretty big news week for Apple, including the crow that I must now begin to eat right here, right now.
2: With its scale, with the way you use it, iPad has always been uniquely immersive. To amplify this. To put it on a much larger scale, we designed iPad Pro. Ouch! It begins with a 12.9-inch retina display.
0: Dang it! All right, okay, so uh, I said on Tuesday I didn't think that Apple would be... um, I didn't think they'd be announcing an iPad Pro. I sat here and said, listen, it's just... And not how Apple operates. They like to have a uh, they like to have a later fall event, you know, where they'll, they'll refresh the MacBook Pro line, and maybe the iPad, and they like to focus on the iPhone. And that's what I said on Tuesday. And here's the thing: that usually is the case, but they just decided to go um, all out like a two hour and twenty minute um, event. And uh, this is going to get this episode pulled off of YouTube, which is so ironic, right? Because this is an ad, and they surely made the ad. ...to have people learn about the product, and I'm using the ad so that way instead of having me talk about the product, I can hear it in sexy Johnny Ive tones. And so everybody wins, and yet this is still going to get this episode pulled down, or at least flagged, probably not pulled down. It's probably going to get it flagged on YouTube um, and and marked. Anyways, the reason why I want to play this is because he does actually go into the technical specs of the sensor remap and the uh, improved uh, touch stuff and also the new port on here. These are the things I want to discuss with the mumble room because it pretty much count- and counted everything we tried to predict uh, on Tuesday's episode. So I'm going to let Johnny Ive explain it uh, because he's probably going to do a better job than I would.
2: On an iPad that remains remarkably thin and light, with 78% more screen area, iPad Pro not only transforms your viewing experience, it enables new ways of creating and sharing. To give multi-touch a greater level of precision, we completely re-engineered the touch subsystem, increasing the sensitivity of the sensors and doubling the touch refresh rate.
0: So that will be, so when we're discussing the features over a regular iPad or maybe even other tablets on the market, I would think this precision that he's discussing right here, uh, I, I would, I would think this is a pretty significant uh, thing for people in professional industries. So I, that's one of the technical things that I think maybe is a little bit better demonstrated here by their video. Uh, and by his description than what I could really say. So I want to just play that bit back because I think it's probably, even though it's not like a on-the-box feature, inside under the glass is probably going to be one of the key differentiators why people buy this device in professional markets.
2: Increasing the sensitivity of the sensors and doubling the touch refresh rate. It's actually the most advanced display we've made. And with 5.6 million pixels, it has the highest resolution of any iOS device. This is the first iPad to automatically adjust the number of times the display is refreshed, depending upon what's on the screen. This leads to greater energy efficiency and the all-day battery life you'd expect.
0: So this is interesting because one of the things about this iPad is it actually doesn't have that significant of a battery in it even though it's so freaking huge. They didn't really go all that over overkill on the battery even though it has a monster processor too. And I wonder if this refresh thing that they're talking about here would also be easier on your eyes if you're looking at a static piece of like say a Kindle ebook and you're reading a static screen. If it lowers the refresh rate is that easier on your eyes, harder on your eyes? Will it be noticeable? Something else to
2: discuss maybe. Driving its high level of performance is the powerful A9X chip. It was specifically designed for iPad Pro and to meet the demands of a much larger display. Its size lets you do and see more. And its precise multi-touch technology allows for new forms of input while enhancing the capabilities of iOS 9. produce a rich audio experience within this device's thin profile, meant developing an entirely new four-speaker architecture. For the first time, the speaker housing is machined directly into the unibody enclosure.
0: So check this out. I didn't really grok this at first. So I I assumed they used the extra space in the iPad uh, for battery, because, you know, you'd want a lot of battery. But actually, they've made chambers for the speakers, They've made enclosed chambers for the quad speakers of the iPad. So I, I really do wonder if it wouldn't have maybe fantastic sound. And you can kind of look at it here. They have the chambers removed in this. And for those of you listening, they have, the, they have the back of the iPad off. And then they draw in the chambers where they, they use to you know contribute to the sound, the, sort of give it the depth. I the think speaker
2: housing is machined directly into the unibody enclosure and sealed with a carbon fiber cap. Its four speakers give iPad Pro a powerful acoustic output and dynamic range that far surpasses its size. With people using iPad in more and in different ways, we wanted to enhance its flexibility. To do this, we've developed a new technology. Its magnetic contacts relay both power and data bidirectionally so you can easily connect compatible accessories without the need for Bluetooth or batteries. iPad Pro enables tools and interactions that just haven't been possible before. iPad continues to transform the way we do things. Our goal in designing iPad Pro was to engineer a device that allows you to be more productive, more creative, at an entirely new scale.
0: All right, so you got the picture. So, uh, Mumble Room, let's start off. So, uh, Daredevil, I think you probably got the uh, elephant in the room right there. This is probably pretty clearly Apple's alt- answer to the iPad, or I'm sorry, the Surface, right? Yes, for me, this is their attempt to doing this. And the worst part is they're going to succeed because they have the following that Microsoft currently does not have. Well, um, I wonder. So uh, this—I I mean, I'm this isn't—I'm surprised. This is more than I expected. And I, I figured if they did a pro, they would also do a pen device. And of course, everybody also knows rotten the, the famous quote from Steve Jobs, right? That if you have a what it was, if you have a stylus, you're blowing it or something like that.
2: Yeah, you failed.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you have a stylus, you failed. Yeah, you know. Um, we have ten styluses already. They are called your fingers. Yes, right. Yes, of course. Right. Everybody remembers that uh, quote uh that's though um that's not really that's not really too unusual though for apple too right i mean when they launched the first iphone they said you don't need an app store you would only need web apps and now they have the largest app store and they, they say a lot of things you know they also said nobody wants to watch video on an ipod and then they sold an, a video ipod
1: as <laughs> opposed so, to the charging photo of it, because this is ridiculous.
0: Yes, now that is, okay, so uh, part of, I, I do like that they standardize on a connector. I, I grok that, uh, but it does look ridiculous connected to an iPad to charge the pencil. Uh, and the pencil is a pretty neat piece of kit, I guess. Uh, they make it sound like a pretty big deal. I don't I don't really know if, if that's the case or not, but they say there's a lot of technology in there. doesn't use Bluetooth, supposedly. So uh, do you think an iPad Pro is a serious contender as a device? Is iOS too limiting still or does this device with the new iOS 9 features of multitasking and whatnot maybe offer? Okay, before doesn't
1: it depend on who you're who you're going like the audience you're targeting?
0: Well maybe. I guess that's probably a really good point. So before you before we dig into that, I guess I wanted to point out too, one of the kind of clever things they did about the resolution of this iPad is uh when you know, is exactly half by half the size of a regular traditional size iPad app, so you can run them side by side and they look great. Um, so that – it really is set up for multitasking, and they claim that A9 processor is a monster. The screen resolution is uh, 2,732 by 2048. Uh, I would like to – I'd like to get my hands on it. I'd like to see it. I, I don't know if it's for me. I mean the price is ridiculous. It starts at 799 So who is that for then, Rod? And if it starts at 799 and you really are kind of well, probably want something bigger than that, and if you, want, if you want cellular, I think you have to go in like at uh, – yeah, if you want cellular – you have to get a 128 gigabyte model, which is 1,079. Which you know, the iPad's a lot more useful when it has connectivity, and you're probably going to want cellular connectivity on a professional unit. So, who's this for, Rodden?
1: I think it's for people who have a really large Apple type. I
0: don't. Know. I don't know. I, I I don't think Apple sells at that scale anymore. That's not enough to 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 move the numbers that they need at the size of the company they are. I think it's got to be. It's got to be for a business. It's got to be for medical maybe scientific where there's some budgets maybe
1: so, i don't think they actually even focus on a target they just say here's the new apple product you will love it and then people regardless mm. if they love it or not i think buy you, i don't it. think like, you're there's... they're
0: smart i don't think you're giving them enough credit i think they're pretty i think no, they're I pretty think... clever
1: I think there's, so, I think they're smart because of that. Like they know that they basically mm. have the commu- like the the audience by the balls. And well, and where uh, you know, like, for
0: yep, Odyssey Western, the chat room, is pointing out a really good point for graphic artists. Right, the it's half the price of what uh, a, a Wacom um, uh, like a tablet is for one no, of their monitors. You know, for like the, the ones you draw yeah, for the one a monitor you can actually draw on. And so yeah, but that's those are
1: much more. Like you have a lot more sensitivity and stuff. For the, I don't know. That
0: pencil, I mean, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but that pencil sounds the like tablets it's
1: are like 50 bucks. If you if you just want to wait, wake them the so, so ability, you could just get one for 50 bucks.
0: Right. Like, but if you want one with a monitor, ridiculous. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, right. And this is a brilliant monitor as well. And if it has that pencil with all its various sensitivity, like, I guess one of the reasons they're calling it a pencil is because you can turn it on its side and you can actually like, like you would, if you were doing a pencil drawing, you can, you can brush with the side of the pen and it, you know, it applies pressure differently in the, with the, whatever ink you're using in the app. It's pretty fancy stuff. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I guess. Pretty, pretty
0: it's, it's fancy enough. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I am with you. I, I actually am not blown away by any of this kind of stuff in particular. It
1: kind of makes me want to try it then, because if uh, I, I like sketching, so that would be interesting.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I, I would, I, I would like to try it myself just to see what it's like. I, I suppose so. Uh, then the other thing that was announced, uh, obviously, there's a lot of things announced: Apple TV and uh, and uh, new iPhone 6s, uh, which I guess we could touch on here in a second. But uh, they they finally have caught up with uh, Google, and uh, they're in, introducing um, the uh, always on Hey Siri stuff, where you can just kind of bark at your phone without having to have it on or plugged in. A- a- Apple has not been able to accomplish this yet. They're, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm bumping my mouse like a fool. Their uh, their take on it's kind of neat. Uh, when you set up Hey Siri, you can actually, they say, train it specifically for your voice. And so that way other people won't be able to falsely activate your Hey Siri. Um, that's kind of a neat thing. I'd like to see that. They they a uh, That would be a really nice feature to see Google Now implement as well. Because I've been listening to podcasts where they said it and my, my phone has barked at me like, what? oh, oh. oh. Wait, oh, nothing, nothing. Uh, so then I guess we could also touch on, if we want, uh, the uh, the iPhone 6S was updated. Uh, obviously, one of the big features was uh, 3D Touch. And uh, I have a bit of a bone to pick with 3D Touch, but uh, it seems uh, like kind of an interesting feature. Gary Devlin, you want to disagree before we get into the iPhone 6 stuff? Yeah, yeah. I want to disagree on the OK Google thing, because actually, when you are sick or when you are in a place that is loud uh, or whatever... Okay, Google works, and when you're using, you can tell by the same system that Windows uses. If you just say it to play music, for example, on the computer, then it doesn't understand computer anymore. And I guess you're gonna have the same issue with Siri. So I prefer Google. <laughs> I don't with like people. that. You're that guy. You're that guy. Where we're out in the crowd yelling at his phone, barking voice commands. Oh man, that never no, works. Like, I I have commands that switch my music, so I want to be able to fucking tell it too. Yeah, you know, I, I can see that. More. And that's how they want you to talk to the watch, too. Uh, and I guess uh, before we move much further too, the uh, back to the um, the pencil charging thing, you don't obviously have to charge it from the iPad. It's a Lightning port, so anything that, anywhere you know it, anywhere you have a Lightning adapter, you could charge it. So it doesn't have to be charged from the iPad. The other thing interesting about uh, about that pencil is it gets what th- what they say thirty minutes of charge in fifteen seconds. That's a neat feature. I know it's not totally unusual, but that's kind of a neat feature. So uh, yeah, the new iPhone 6s includes this uh, new uh, 3D touch, uh, where they've taken the uh, the force touch stuff from the watch. That's there you, no, you got three. There you go. It's got a 3D interface. That's that's fancy, I guess. I'm actually I, that's another thing. I think I'd have to wait and see. But uh, they do look like they're pretty nice devices. They also one of the things they touted it was that they're made from a 7000 series aluminum and uh, come in a new rose gold color along the silver and space gray. So they're really proud of the metal. Oh oh oh! And then the other thing that was announced. Curious what you guys think about this is the payment plan. Now each now each carrier here in the US is kind of doing this. T Mobile's doing it, Verizon's doing it. And essentially what it is is you subsidize the cost of the phone instead of in the contract, you just pay for the phone separately over a monthly installment plan. And so you can get you get you know T Mobile offers like for they say it's fifteen dollars a month, but I actually went in there and found out it's twenty four dollars a month, um plus with some discounts depending on if you bring a phone in and a few other factors. And um Verizon has one that's like $26 a month. Anyways, there's different plans that you basically finance the cost of an iPhone uh, over monthly installments. And uh, Apple has also introduced their own. And theirs is not incredibly competitive necessarily, but uh, it's, it's interesting. In and essentially, uh, if you work to buy an iPhone every single year and get Apple Care Plus for it, you end up paying a little bit less than buying one phone and keeping it over a two-year contract. So if you, buy it, if you if you are a person who's buying a new phone every year, these new payment plans actually seem to be a semi-decent option. But if you're somebody who likes to hold on to your phone, they're a horrible option, And if you, know, if you don't want to be tied to a particular carrier. Now, the one thing that's interesting about Apple's is you're not locked into any carrier. The phones are completely unlocked when you get them from Apple, and you can choose your carrier. I think that's fairly interesting as well. Um, what do you guys think about this new model of subsidizing the cost of the phone? Not so much in the contract, but just the phone itself, and then you just pay for your minutes and data to the carrier. That's That's that sounds wrong to me.
1: It's interesting. It's weird. But it's
0: interesting. It, it's a little hard, I guess, to wrap your head around. I suppose uh, it's it is like a, it is a new way of doing it. But then the 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 idea is is uh, I think the the advantage for Apple is and anybody else is it uh it gets them with a really kind of more steady upgrade base you know ever they can kind of predict w- because they're going to have these many people on these payment plans when these things are going to when these things are going to kick in T Mobile. that's why so t-mobile is doing it as well like they know these people yes. are going to be upgrading at this time because they're on this payment plan
1: so it's, a, oh. it's an installment plan like t-mobile
0: has <clears throat> it's exactly like that New- we usually acquired the whole phone and carriers are usually a thing separate right mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: oh. but you're in those that weird that weird continent called Europe or something.
0: Europe <laughs> maybe. Yeah, this is the U.S. kind of maybe it's a little it's not quite as it's not quite where I'd like it to be there, but uh, it's a little more um, it's a little more how it's probably done outside the U.S. A little more common with how it's done outside the U.S. So it's a new, so but what's what I guess is different. So so the different carriers are indeed introducing their own different payment plans, and and what's nice about those right is you can probably do other phones other than the iPhone. The thing that's not so nice about them is they lock you into those carriers. And eh, that works for some people. doesn't work for other people. What I like about Apple's is that it's direct from Apple, and you get to choose the carrier. That's kind of a neat deal. Now, the only way you can get it is by going into the Apple store directly, and you do have to be financed through uh, – it's essentially a finance – it's a zero-interest finance program. And there yeah, are cost the breakdowns online.
1: Is, is, it's really cool that you can do an installment plan. They were the first to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did it.
0: They and, must have known that, this was coming because it's so similar. Yeah. They they had to know. Um, also, T-Mobile announced that uh, that the new iPhone 6S will use will be taking advantage of the 700 megahertz spectrum that T-Mobile has been lighting up, which they say is their extended LTE coverage. So they say you should get more LTE coverage on T-Mobile with the 6S. So that's probably going to be great for uh, Ting customers as well. So uh, that's Apple, That's Apple's news. There's, that's it in a nutshell. They also launched the Apple TV, but there's not much to see there yet. No news on the Macs and their new operating system. But uh, let's talk about GM really quickly. This is just an interesting story, just to put in the back of our memories. Uh, it took GM five years to fix a uh, takeover hack in millions of OnStar cars. A pair of security researchers showed that they could hack a Jeep over the internet earlier this summer. And we remember that one. Well, that's not really the first time that GM has had problems. Wired Wire Learn has learned that it took GM nearly five years to fully protect its vehicles from the hacking technique, which researchers privately disclosed to the giant on the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration and to the National Highway Safety Mission in 2010. For nearly half a decade, millions of GM cars and trucks were vulnerable to a privately known attack. A remote exploit, the targeted OnStar dashboard computer, was capable of everything from tracking vehicles to engaging their brakes. And this is disgusting. This is the – this. I just wanted to note it in here just so that way uh, – just because uh, we need to be very, very vigilant when it comes to these things being added to our cars and everything being connected. Something else you should be vigilant about, those porn sites you're going to. A porn app got busted for taking pictures of its users in the act. A malicious app on Android that people we downloaded took pictures of them enjoying porn and then held people ransom. Uh, yeah. Adult player appeared to offer pornography, but secretly took pictures of users of the phone's front-facing camera. Then it locked the user's device and displayed a demand for $500, which was difficult to bypass. One security expert told the BBC that the ransomware was lucrative, and it was becoming a growing area of cybercrime. I don't mean to laugh. It's just awful, really. It's just awful. Uh, there, uh, I, uh, I, read, I read about another one that... Uh, It replaces the lock. What it does, one of the things it does is it waits till you lock your screen, and then it replaces the lock screen. And then it uses, they they give you a pin once you uh, pay them. (laughs) And then it unlocks the phone. (laughs) Oh, man. Guys, don't, I don't know if that came from, they don't say in this article if it came from the Play Store or not. But, you know, one of the things, oh, okay, they say, yeah, okay. Yeah, they say, yeah, uh, they don't say if it was in the Play Store or not. I wish they would, but I'm betting it wasn't. I bet if it was, they'd probably make it clear. So I guess one of the things I thought was interesting is my S6, when you sideload apps, it uh, it prompts says, hey, this, this app wants to be sideloaded. And in my case, it was the Amazon app. For some reason, the Amazon app, when it updates now, it needs to be sideloaded to do it, which is basically Amazon requesting a bunch of noob users who don't know anything about what the hell sideloading is to turn that setting on. So on the S6, and I don't know if this is on other Android phones or not, but on my S6, when the Android app re- or when the Amazon Android app requested sideloading capabilities, the S6 just authorized only that app to sideload. So I didn't have to turn on sideloading for everything. I just was able to turn on for just that app, and I thought that was that's kind cool. of a nice feature. So I don't know if that's yeah, that should be standard. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't – yeah, I don't mind if end. yeah, I mean I actually would rather Amazon just go to the Play Store too like every other single app does. But I guess they have to be special. <laughs> they have to be – you know, they're, they're busy uh, having a failing phone product line. So I guess they have other things to worry about. Uh, oh, ouch. That was mean. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff. I hope – I just – I've heard bad things recently. So I think I'm just being a little aggressive. So if you'd like to hear us talk about something, go over to the subreddit, techtalktoday.reddit.com. That's a great place to submit something to the show, like a Kickstarter of the week. Right, Rotten Corpse? Oh of course. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh and uh I can see what's going on over there, including the threat about voting for John McAfee for president. Uh sorry, it's gonna be Joe Biden. That's my prediction right here. It's gonna be Joe Biden. Uh all right, so uh, I'll leave you with I can't I couldn't help it. I, I I'm curious to see how fast the chat room can call this one. I'm gonna play it, this this outro or this outro intro. <laughs> and I wanna see who can guess it first in the chat room. A little heads up about this calendaring and scheduling. Uh Check the calendar for show times next week because next week's the last week before the road trip so it's really really crazy busy and uh, we're doing double quota radios on Monday because Mike's been moving and I think we have check the calendar for tech snaps too it's all it's all up in the air but we're trying to update the calendar as much as possible at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar all right so see who can spot the intro first hmm see you back here next week everybody <laughs> Shadows mm-hmm. the shadows creep in i see somewhere some villain schemes but it's numbers are-